This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. Been a little bit of a hiatus going on. Took the month of August off. I decided I just wanted to get ready for school. We're back here at the wonderful Trine University. Getting ready to go into my junior year. It's going to be a great time. And um, a lot of stuff happened over in August that I you're not really going to hear me mention a lot about. There's summer league that went on. Free agency happened. A lot of moves. But I've decided that I don't really want to do basketball news per se. I, that just doesn't sound... It's interesting to me, but it doesn't but it just doesn't sound fun to me anymore. So I decided I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, whether the topic be interesting to you or not. I'm still going to talk about it. And so with that, going to be a lot of stuff that interests me, going to be a lot of things that I don't, hopefully people will learn from what I tell them. So um, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So today I want to talk about something that I tried to talk about over the summer, but it never really was the right time for me to upload it or it just, I would be on vacation. I wouldn't be able to upload it. So I want to talk about uh, trading cards. Back when I uh, did these notes, I think these are from around July or so, maybe even June. I, uh, there was a, at that point, it was a record-breaking card. A Steph Curry rookie card had sold for $5.9 million. It was a one-of-one, one, graded an 8 out of 10. Uh, previous record was a LeBron rookie card at $5.2 million. And uh, I think this is a problem. I don't, like, I understand selling the cards that are one-of-ones, but just trading cards have a uh, special place in my heart, and um, I really just do not like seeing the market as it is now for trading cards. I got my first pack of cards in 2010. They were bought at Dollar Tree, and um, I just remember I went to Dollar Tree with my, with my mom because she had that, that day off during the week. So we decided to do some errands, stopped by Dollar Tree, got me a pack of cards. And the first card I ever had was a Hakeem Warwick 2009 Donruss. It's a card that is absolutely worth no money whatsoever. Like, if you go on eBay, it's worth one cent. But to me, that card is worth a million dollars itself. It's the f- first one I had. I will never forget that card. I have it in a book somewhere. It's not in the best condition at all, but I just have that in a sleeve somewhere, just knowing that that was my first card, and that's how this whole thing got started. And in a couple summers ago, during the quarantine, you no, know, everyone's trying to find their thing, what they're going to do. You know, some people just picking up their own hobbies, making bread with something. Nah, I said, I'm going to keep my own thing. I'm going to try and see if I can get some trading cards. And for a hobby box, which is like a hobby box, they're more expensive. But usually it's kind of like, I don't know, 50 bucks for a hobby box. And, uh. It, it was going to cost me like 120 bucks. And I just, I couldn't do it. I, I could not do it. It was just too expensive for me because to me, it just seemed like a waste of money at that point. Uh, so prices even nowadays are ridiculous when 
I went to a card shop. This had to have been mid-August, like right before I came back up to school. I said, I'm going to go look in a card shop and see what all they have and all that. The prices are ridiculous. One pack, a pack of like 12 cards costs like $60. You're telling me that each card in there is worth five bucks a pop? No chance. It's just like back in the day, I used to beg my mom to get me a, to spend $20 on a box that would give me 80 cards. Like that was something that I would have to like, I'll do all the chores I can. Can I please just get this? And luckily my mom was very curious and bought me those boxes. So thank you mom for that. But uh, even individual cards, like I can't, I cannot get over it. Like some, there's podcasts out there where they talk about trading cards and all that. And look, they're fine podcasts and all. I'm not going to try and have a beef of another podcast, especially one that, you know, has like, Thousands and thousands of listeners. But like they're, they treat cards like they're stocks to something like, like you're on wall street and that's just not what it's all about. And like, even outside of basketball, this is a problem. Like the Honus Wagner card that it was, it's like a hundred percent faked, but like people were spending Everyone kept making money on that card. It was just one card. Now you have like a million different cards that are all the same, and yet they're getting sold for just as or even more than that card. So with those podcasts, they're saying, I'm really high on like Zach Levine right now. I bought 20 cards of his off eBay. I spent like $200, and in about a week, I'll get a return on my investment. I'll make 500 What? Like, I don't, what is going on? I don't understand what's wrong with getting cards to collect them, look at them, because they are art. Let's be honest. Like, they are art, but at the same point, they're just meant to be collected. They're not meant to be sold for thousands of dollars. And here's a ridiculous example that back when I wrote these notes, this is the state that we were in. Cameron Payne, who has been a NBA journeyman. Pretty much the thing that he's most known for is dancing with Russell Westbrook pregame. Not like, not even close to the best player on earth. Not even close to the best player on his team. Not even close to the best player on his bench. Had 10 points in the NBA Finals in game one. Cards of his with no autographs. Nothing special at all. No hologram. No, no hollow. I don't even know what it is. No hollow. No autograph. No nothing. Selling for 10 bucks a pop. Like, what are we doing? It's almost like... (laughs) Cameron Payne? Really? And, like, I have a card of his where it's in his college jersey. It's a rookie card of his, which, you know, rookie cards with their college jersey. Oh, my God. That's, like, hitting gold. I have one with an autograph on it. I'm not selling the thing. I love looking at it. I like just taking it in and... Seeing, just reading through stats and all that. I got a Paul George rookie card. It's going for $15 to $20 at that point in time. Now it's probably down because we're in the offseason, but I'm still not selling it. I have like five or six Devin Booker rookie cards. 
Could you imagine the profit I could have made in the finals? I'm not doing it. All I want to do is just collect them. And when I said, this is where this whole thing started with the cards. This is where my love for basketball started. I got to be honest. I didn't really care about basketball or anything like that until I started collecting these cards. Seeing people just, when I'm playing youth basketball, seeing these people on cards is awesome to me. That made me want to study them more. Maybe just want to look at every single person and what they've done. And this is no joke. I would say at least a quarter of my knowledge for basketball is from trading cards. I remember whenever I would bring cards home from the store, I would always wait for my dad to get home and ask him who, what player went to what college. Cause I don't know. He was kind of a basketball nut like me, but all I did was just ask him, Hey, who did this player go to college? And sometimes the card wouldn't tell you. So you just have to trust him, but he knew everything. And then that's where I am now, where if someone would ask me, Hey, where did this player go to college? I would know instantly. Remember at one point being bored in my Algebra 2 class. And I would go, and people would just ask me, because they knew I, was, I loved basketball so much, but like, hey, who's this random player that went to college? And I got like all but one right. I missed Steve Francis, who went to Maryland. I know that now. That's in my brain forever. Why I missed that at that time, I do not know. I'm still mad at myself to this day. But you just throw random players, and I'm going to know where they're from. Like, there's just no question about it. And at one point, I was in the fourth grade, going even further back. We were talking about, we had like these Indiana history newspapers. It'd be something that would come in once a week, and you just, it just read up on different topics. Like you talk about Tecumseh one, one time, William Henry Harrison. At some point, they talk about Larry Bird and Oscar Robertson, two of the greatest people to ever play basketball, even touch a basketball. They're from Indiana. You got to talk about them. It was a lot of fun. And I remember going to my teacher and I said, hey, I have basketball cards of these two guys. Can I, like, bring them in? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And then she, she showed them. It was one of those things where you had the camera pointing at the desk and it would show on the projector. You go to the back of the card, and she'd ask me, oh, what does this mean? GP, games played. GS, game started. Points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, three-point percentage. I knew everything about them and where they're from. And those two are still people that I try and study up on. I have multiple books on Larry Bird that I'm still trying to get through. I have a book on Oscar Robertson that, and those Christmas Addicts teams where I'm trying to read up on them. These guys, I would not have known about them if they weren't on basketball cards and if they, and that part for where they're from Indiana makes it even cooler. But if someone were to just tell me about them, I don't think I would care. 
I even still bring them up in college. I am 20 years old, about to be 21, and I still bring them up. There's a, a question in my Principles of Sport Management where the professor asked, what's your, uh, what's your favorite sports memorabilia item you have? Shout out uh, professor, professor Pod for that question. I told him, I, this is the first thing I thought of came to my head. It's a Larry Bird and Ray Allen uh, card. It's like a duo card, but it's got jersey patches from both of them. So, like, their jerseys are in the card. And he asked me, like, how'd you get that? I'm assuming he asked that because this is the way the market is. He probably assumed I got it off eBay or something like that. I said, no, I just pulled it from a random box from Walmart when I was, like, 10. And it's stuff like that. That's the stuff that keeps you going. Where you're like, wow, this is the coolest card I've ever seen. I wonder if I can top it. And just going through, and you get more people, and then you get duplicates. But the duplicates are fine because you can just give them to your friends. I remember that's what my friends and I would do. If we would have a duplicate card, the card's yours. Whatever you want to do with it. You know, even if I were to sell the cards, which believe me, there's a lot, they're not worth jack, On if I'm being honest. Because what I would do is I would play with them. I know it's, that sounds kind of weird, but I, that's what I would do. You know, you would open, open them up, and if you had enough, you could s- sort them by team, make a starting five, and just go through the whole thing. Sort them by what college they went to. And if you can't do that, sort them by the conference that their college is in. Sort them by their draft year. Sort them by the year they were born. Sort them by if they're from America or not, or if what state they're from or not. The, the possibilities are endless. You can even just randomly put a team together. And then I would go on my mini hoop and like uh, play as them. And see who would win. It was a lot of fun. And that's how I spent quite a bit of my summers. You know, like, I mean, your parents aren't home. You have the house to yourself. What else are you going to do? Didn't really like watching TV except for NBA TV. So I would have NBA TV on and just play with my cards. And after I was done, I'd throw them in a shoebox. Then that shoebox would go under my bed and then... I wouldn't get them out for at least a couple more days and then do it all over again. They're not worth anything. The, the corners are bent. Just everything that can be wrong with them is wrong with them. I just... I love, the, I love those cards so much. And it, didn't t- it took me until last summer... For me to put all the ones that I would deem, I don't know, valuable, I guess, into uh, binders with card sleeves. I mean, and again, I'm not selling them. I, I've already agreed that that's like a last resort. If I can sell those, I'll probably get, I don't know, 20 bucks. <laughs> Just as a just as a backup, but 
I just find it really upsetting. I love these cards so much. The cards are why I love the game. And even I watched an NFL films of like peace on YouTube where they go around asking players and coaches, what do you collect? And about every coach said that they had baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, and they would do the same thing. They would play with them. Again, they say they're not worth much, but like it's why I care about basketball. It's why I honestly care about sports. I mean, I'm a sport manager major. I don't think I'm in this field without basketball cards. Probably still going to be an engineer and probably not enjoying myself as much as I am now. But it's it's just upsetting for the people who love collecting them. You gotta put like a second mortgage on the house and all that just to I don't know, enjoy your hobby. Not saying that anyone would do that, but it's just an analogy. And I've like people are either forced out entirely of collecting. Or you go on to find something else. For me, I'm a basketball fan. So sometimes I'll just go to antique stores and find what I can get. Just get what I can get. And uh, uh, that's my collection. I have a bunch of just random basketball stuff all throughout my room. And uh, yeah, that's all I do. And you can't find any, even the antique stores, they'll buy brand new boxes. Yeah, antique for sure. And then just sell them for a gross profit. I've had to go to finding sports illustrators, and you can get those for like two bucks a pop. And some, and like the most expensive ones are five. And that'll be the one where it's like the dream team on it, or just the classic ones are all worth five bucks. So. If you are interested in collecting stuff, I would uh, I would suggest Sports Illustrated copies. But other than that, I'm you know, if you can't afford it, you're pretty much you can't do anything about it. And it upsets me even more that there are kids out there that will not fall in love with basketball the same way I did by collecting these cards. Just because their parents, they can't afford it. Even if you were to do enough chores, you still probably couldn't afford it. You'd have to do like six months worth of chores and get one pack probably just somewhere. And you can't even find them at Walmart. For a cheap price, like, like as soon as Walmart is open, they restock them, they're gone. And it's not like that with just basketball cards. It's every type of thing. Even like Pokemon cards, Magic the Gathering, stuff like that, all gone. So uh, to all those out there who are selling cards for his gross profit, I mean, if you want to keep doing your thing, but uh, you are really hindering the sports business as a whole in my opinion. 
So that'll be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you for listening once again. Uh, gonna be back on a regular schedule. Now I got my uh, class schedule down pat. Gonna be able to do this recording every Thursday, uploading Friday, unless if something drastic happens. I will let you know. By the way, follow me on Twitter at DEverhart00. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.